This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Ladies and gentlemen, coming at to you live on live. tape from Dylan Gott's house, it's John Hastings, Dylan Gott, two men, two dicks, four balls, <laughs> all fucking attitude. Balls above our dicks. Ladies and gentlemen, this week it's Booker T. We'll be focusing on the most important part of Booker T's role, his TNA years. <laughs> all total non-stop action yeah. with Booker T. It's kind of hard to even remember uh, the TNA years. Also, one uh, thing we should mention is we do have a previous episode on Harlem Heat. Which so, in that episode we say, next week we'll be doing Booker T. That was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was maybe a year early. So... What happened was we recorded that episode, and then I inadvertently deleted it from my computer, and then we went, nah. Yeah, we tried it like th- two or three times, and only now are we recovered yeah. enough to New- do a Booker T. Newsflash Bobby Huffman, back of the line. <laughs> we'll do a Stevie Ray's, just Stevie Ray's uh, solo career yeah. right now. NWO, yeah. Slapjacks? Tried him on commentary, didn't work. Yeah, remember Episode when he for done. some reason took a bicycle to the ring for a bit? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was the head of the NWO Hollywood after Hollywood Hogan retired. Oh yeah. And he would he would bicycle ride to the ring in an NWO bicycle. Man, it got bleak. It was cl- think of all the people in the NWO, <laughs> and then they were down to Stevie Ray. And they put Stevie Ray over. They're like Stevie Ray's good. Makes sense. <laughs> Stevie Ray's going to be here no matter what because he don't like working that much. Um, Booker T built from 110th Street in Harlem. I do miss, by the way, when they would just do fucking crazy places. Um, like Max Payne in the WCW, I think was built from like from the state of Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, from uh, Sid Vicious. From anywhere he darn pleases. Like just say damn, guys. <laughs> no. No, that's uh, that's against God. Who was from the darkest reaches of your mind? Oh, man, I don't know. Was that Damien Demento? I'm looking that up. I think it was Damien Demento. From the darkest reaches of your mind. Well, let's start off quickly with Booker T. We got to, uh, he gets into wrestling because of his big bro, Stevie Ray. Goes to Ivan Putsky's school, debuts in Ivan Putsky's Wrestling Federation as a man we will become very familiar with, John... GI bro. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was looking up. It was Damien Demento who's from the darkest the outer reaches of your mind or yeah. man's deepest fear. <laughs> also, he appeared in Die Hard with a Vengeance. What? Yep. Just in case you were wondering, is Damien Demento okay? The answer is no. <laughs> he was, of course, GI bro, also Black Snow, another great name. Black Snow. Yeah, it was briefly Al Snow's brother. He can't... What does everybody want? Head and a black friend. (laughs) He... This is from the time in wrestling when you had to mention they were black. It couldn't just be... Oh, you mean right now. Apollo Crews wasn't possible. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll put Apollo Crews with Titus O'Neil. Why? You know why. Yeah. Yeah, they're all... all, I'll give you three guesses. Here's the first two clues. Not white. 
<laughs> no. Um, okay. So Stevie Ray and Booker T form Harlem Heat, the best tag team in late WCW, and very much perennially were able to sort of weather the NWO storm and still kind of come across as heels. Great. Which was fucking great. Um, managed by um, Colonel Robert Parker. A couple of real sort of gaffes, as we all know, such as when they originally debuted, they were basically portrayed as slaves owned by a white guy. Yo. Then, of course, um, Stevie but- took time off. Uh, uh, took to a bit of time off. Booker R- T comes in. As a uh, single competitor, and they basically did a thing where he won the TV title from Disco Inferno and had him... a basically run over Perry Saturn and put him in a program with Rick Martel over who's the better wrestler. And they it was a best of seven match where they traded the title back and forth pretty much on house shows, which was a huge pop. That said being that said, because it's WCW and they're dumb, instead of acknowledging that and moving forward, they just had him be beat by Rick Martel three times in a house show and he lost the belt three times, but then was the champion again. Well, are you mixing up they actually did a best of seven with Rick Martel and Chris Benoit, because uh, they did the best of seven with the Chris Gauntlet Benoit. Gauntlet match with um, with Rick Martel. You're right. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, they did a best of seven with uh, Benoit, and this is really when uh, Booker T, like Booker T, gets a lot of shine from this. Even though Booker T is like one of those guys, he's like Randy Orton. If you are a good wrestler, you will have a good match with Booker T. If you are a bad wrestler. You'll have a bad match with Booker T. The thing with Booker T is I completely agree. I think the Booker T is also one of those things where his look was fantastic and yeah. his moves when he did them in a series, like just great and also very low impact like moves. Yes. Spins around. No, actually, the Houston, or they called it the Harlem Hangover, which then was the Houston Hangover in the Fed. But the uh, he hurt a guy really badly, which is why he couldn't do that move anymore. Oh, who did he hurt? I don't know. Don't care about him. Glad Whoa. he's hurt. I hope it was the same guy that Abdullah the Butcher gave hepatitis to. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom. True. Your mom got it. Um, Booker so, T, it was fucking great. Fucking great build. Great fucking build all throughout the year that is 1997-1998. Um, various things. Then goes into the Best of Seven series with Benoit. Also fucking great. As well as having, uh, which was then marred with interference from Bret Hart and Stevie Ray, who were both part of the NWO, who didn't like Booker T. Their reason was, he's black, that's bad. <laughs> well, the other thing is, uh, as you move forward here, they do use Booker T as a uh, as a singles guy. And Stevie Ray comes back. He's jealous, Avi, of all this. But the weird thing about the Best of Seven series is the whole goal is to face Fit Finley. And it's like... What? <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. Benoit, why is Benoit and Booker T having a best of seven? It's just a Especially weird... Especially when they also incorporated Bret Hart into the program, where it's like... Yeah. Don't you want Canadian. S- yeah, don't you want to see that match? Yeah. Which they eventually do, and he actually get he pins Bret Hart, which is like... Unfortunately, it's WCW, so build up to that. Like, Yeah. The thing with WCW that is annoying is they had the better wrestlers. Yes. But wrestling didn't matter at that time. I know, but it could have. It kind of could have. They could have. Could have. Well, they could have done a different style. They could have mm. just done okay. It sounds weird, but it's like they could have just still been a financially profitable company if they were just like, "We're Southern wrestling. Here's some beatdowns and some chain matches," versus the WWF doing like. Uh, Sable's tits got cut off, and that's good. Like no tits, Sable. Talks about WCW, and it's like the reason why WCW closed is because um, 
Jamie Callender, I think his name is. I can't remember. Executive took over TBS and was like, we don't want wrestling on this channel. We only want um, we only want family-friendly comedy programming. And he started rebranding TBS into what it is now. Yes. That said, they would have just kept wrestling if wrestling had continued to be the profit center it was for three years. Yeah. Like, it made so much money. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the, and this is understated a lot, I've heard it said, but not really. Like, when the NWO came in and Kevin Nash was crotch-chopping and uh, the Wolfpack was wolf-packing, they were the more edgy product. And then that just stopped. And the thing is, they would have had to transition kind of, or just st- they could have really just stayed the same and then dialed it back a bit and just been the like family-friendly show. Absolutely. The other problem is it's also they also had a lot more old school wrestling guys. Like they had people yeah. like Mike Graham, who yeah. when he found out that uh, Chris Benoit didn't trust Kevin Sullivan, sat him down and was like, "If you did that to me, I want to cut your fucking head off." <laughs> and it's weird because Mike Graham just looks like an accountant. Yeah, it just looks like an accountant, but with a sleeve tattoo. He has a sleeve tattoo. Yeah, Mike Graham is. When you read it, like when you read about his like family, you're like. That's why you're who you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from- your dad and mom prote- were divorced from the 70s, but he made her s- pretend to still be married to him to protect his business. Yeah. Well, it's that whole like dangerous carny thing where it's just like, uh, hey, I didn't win any, buddy, uh, any money at the bottle game. You're fucking right. You didn't. And I'll fuck your wife even if she says no. Yeah. How does that sound? I'm from Florida and my body doesn't look good enough for steroids for my dad. <laughs> where's Hul- Where's Terry? I'll only ever refer to Hulk Hogan as Terry. Oh, they're, 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 they're all bad. They're all bad. They do a little Harlem Heat reunion. And in of 1999. Course, then he joins the Misfits in action. And no, you are missing so much. Okay. Before fucking Misfits in Action, yes, they do the Booker. They do the Harlem Heat feud. Oh yeah, the feud over the T. They do the feud over the T. They bring in Ahmed Johnson in and that other fat black guy who's like big cash. Yeah, like who's black Reno? Where it's like find that guy. <laughs> that guy made two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, he was one of the No Limit soldiers, and they were like, oh, we got to find something else for him to do. Let's have him do that. And then Stevie Ray goes from There's like... There's so many No Limit Soldiers. That, like, that is the best job ever. You're going to be ma- Master P's friend. That's going to last three weeks. Sign these men to multi-year contracts. <laughs> they do find... So if the guys, late 90s, if you were a niche, like, I'm a tall black guy, give that man six figures. Oh, man. Just like we were saying about the Sean Sazier episode, like, 98 to 2001 were the hottest years in wrestling, so you could just show up and be like, nice pecs. Do you know how to cash checks? Here you go, 200 grand. You're under contract because anything can happen. Money is liquid. If Bobby Duncan Jr. saved even just a little bit of money, he left his family cash when he died because they also all died. They all died? Bobby Duncan Jr., dead. Kurt Hunting dead yeah barry windham looks dead <laughs> barry windham a legitimate white walker from yeah. game of thrones <laughs> he just looks terrible virgil soul taken he's now a wraith <laughs> <laughs> 
they're this is the, they're trying to make another fucking single star, and they kind of almost do it. Quite frankly, no, they totally do. Booker T is the like only person who's still trying in WCW in the year two thousand. It's also he's promised a lot of stuff. So they do the whole program with the T, and he loses the T. Then he loses the music. He loses the music. He loses. So the he tea. comes out to like carnival yeah. sounds, <laughs> and it's like. Why didn't he just was this this was Vince Russo the first time, right? I know Booker T is like a good in-ring hand, but he doesn't really get yeah, his promos down until he goes to the Fed. This really. is pre this is Russo coming in. They've already started this and then Russo carries it forward. Yes. Then Russo decides they need to rejuvenate him, so they put him in the Misfits in action where he's GI bro taking orders from General Hugh G. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fun because he's like, my name actually isn't Hugh Morris. It's really Hugh Rection. Hugh Rection. <laughs> uh, but what's yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they have the feud with Team Canada, which is the best part of late WCW. It's just fucking Lance Storm. If I could be serious for a moment, is the best thing ever. It really is, man. A Landstorm for that little. This is what late WCW gets a lot of shit, and justifiably so. But there were a the couple wrestlers there who they could have just. Taken from WCW and plugged right into WWE and would have been fine. Like, if you just plug, just lit, take three count out and then take out the. Wrong. Keep three away. count in. No, but that's what I mean. Take out three count because towards the end of it, it was uh, Greg, uh, Greg Helms was their like cruiserweight champ mm-hmm. above all else guy. Tank Abbott was the woman's champ, I think. <laughs> but take those guys out. And just plug them into the lower mid card with like too cool. You got a great time. And uh, also, then take out Booker T and just put him into your like. You'd have to put him in like the Intercontinental title because no one really even value. He won the title in such stupid ways yeah. for that year two thousand that no one would have taken him seriously. It's Keep like- in mind the other plan for that was Tank Abbott, Abbott comes in and just punches Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, that's. That's the weird thing is that, like, when you actually know how to punch, I think someone said this, when you actually know how to punch, working a punch is so hard because, like, you look at, like, Mike Tyson knocking out Shawn Michaels, it's, like, clearly it's a worked punch. Yeah. Not even a good one. Whereas, look at Big Show, where it's, like, Big Show just knows how to, like, basically punch a guy slowly and in the right place where he like hits the guy on the meaty part of the neck, so it just makes a really like loud noise. It's in the same way that when Floyd Mayweather punched the Big Show in the face, yeah, it was basically just like break my nose. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like you're gonna look, it's gonna look so fucking shitty unless uh, unless you don't actually punch me in the face. It's it's weird that they did that, and that di- that got some attention, but that's not really talked about in Mayweather's career of like. He's done a WrestleMania. Him and Donald Trump both are WrestleMania participants. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the best of seven, though, really does put Booker T on the map. Not not to. Uh, and then, of it's course, Vinny Rue comes in and I think thought Booker T needed a character other than. To be he honest, was right. He was right. Yeah, he Booker was. T used to say, strong, cool, good wrestler. Let's make him a soldier that's also black. And the thing we talked about in the Harlem Heat episode is that he just looks cool and it's one of those things where you really could have just kept some of that harlem heat edge and had to be a way more effective 
face. Because here's what's disappointing is that they never when they did the Hulk Hogan, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett to Booker T title switch. Yeah. That they didn't do Hulk Hogan versus Booker T. You called me the N word. Now it's time to fight. <laughs> <laughs> we come on for you. Damn it. It's, I think my favorite botch of all time. Just, ah, fuck. Yeah. It's the guy, the most disappointed himself for botching. And then Gene, mean Gene is just so pro. He's like, well, that's, well that happened. And now we got to do another thing. Well, mean G's eyes are like, so someone other than me uses that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the great thing about Greg Valentine. The Greg Valentine episode is he goes like, I'm going to rub your black face in the mat on, uh, if you listen to the last promo where he's talking about the junkyard dog, and Mean Gene goes, please, no. <laughs> please, don't say you're... Mean Gene's you only saying that, by the way, because his friend Howard Finkel yeah. uh, has to wash the mat, and he's like, Howard will be at that for days. <laughs> oh, no. You are the ring announcer, and you wash your mat. Um, so what? But the thing is, they made a huge leap forward with Booker T here. They fucking did it because they, then they just they only ever made Goldberg. They also made Booker T. They just fucked up the last sentence of the last chapter, which is getting the belt on him, because that was great and it was setting up for him and Scott Steiner at a time when those matches would actually be all right. They're not going to be great. And the yeah. thing, the problem with WCW, is it was so shit at that point. No one was watching the product. Yeah, but yeah. like. You could tell the whole story. These men have faced each other in tag matches. They know each other so well. They've never fought each other in singles competition. What's going to happen? Exactly. What could happen, Dylan? <laughs> one of them will take steroids. The other one's a reasonable man named Robert Huffman. One of them claims to be cool with rape. The other one has a wife he cares for. <laughs> But if you literally, if you subtract the obviously losing the T, like this dude jobbed to a four thousand pound Ahmed Johnson, and granted, yes, it is three on one, and to be honest, like during his first babyface run, he doesn't really know, and they don't really have a character for him outside of like his heel character was you're like you're a street smart dude who cheats. Um, with the help of your big brother, you know, like you're the workhorse, and with the help of your big brother, you you guys cheat and you always just get away with it, you know. Mm. But his babyface character is, uh, all of a sudden the last eight years of your life are, you're that's past now. You're suddenly a good person and you're like a white meat babyface. In 1998, when, if you turn the channel, a guy's stunnering women and the crowd is like, that's good, that's what I like. Yeah. Even go farther down the card, uh, there's a tag team who, the the guy who's most over his character is, when I put a woman through a table, I nut absolutely everywhere uncontrollably. <laughs> he put Trish through a table! Ah! Oh, fuck. Don't touch it. Don't touch it, Devon. It's everywhere <laughs> in my pants. And guys, don't worry. He was a massively overhero of the fans. Oh, I fucking came too hard from hitting. Now I'm going to shit. Never forget, when anyone goes, man, wrestling used to be great. Oh, you mean when they used to be like, what are we going to do at the 9 o'clock hour to make sure people are still watching? Get that man with fake glasses to try and kill that elderly woman. <laughs> 
you say it used to be like that, but we're talking about we're just talking about WWE now. I watched a like best of the young bucks oh, highlight God. reel and it was just them super kicking Maria. Yeah. <laughs> it was just being like she won't fuck us and her body's nice so we kick her. If you don't talk to me on the internet, if I say hi on Tinder, you say hi back or I will call you a whore. <laughs> Here's the problem. You're a whore. I still am, I don't love the super kick parties. <laughs> Well, it's because you never got invited to real parties. <laughs> That's not true. I've been to one. No, you never have. Yeah, you invited me. Uh, we were at a wedding together. That's a party. I'm cool. No, that's contracted. You had to be there. No, I didn't. Shut, I up. Like, shut, up. shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Can we not invite Not true. Them? Not true. But oh, that's the other thing is that they completely neuter his world title run in WCW because... Basically, Vince Russo comes out and is like, Hulk Hogan, I'd love for you to be in the main event, but I write the show because WCW is fake, and now I gotta go with this guy. And Booker T's like, hello. <laughs> like, no, that's not what happened. What happened was they wanted Booker... It's What happened was Vince Russo was insisting on another Montreal screw job finish yes. for no reason. Yeah. Hulk Hogan agreed to it. Okay. Vince Russo wanted to make sure that he kept the heat and everyone understood because the fans at this point were like, fuck this, that he went to the ring and went, bro, let me explain to you what happened here, bro. Okay, listen, bros, that old bald fuck and like buried Hulk Hogan. Hulk yeah. Hogan then went, um, I didn't agree to this. I'm leaving. Fuck you. Yes. Um, and then they brought Booker T out and Booker T won the match. The reason how you know... That Hulk Hogan had to at least agree to some of that is they had two WCW belts at the building. Yeah. And also they had a lawsuit and they eventually were like, well, Hulk Hogan, you're literally suing a man over fake programming that we do have proof you agreed to. Yes. Um, but that's the thing. The whole story of that is Hulk Hogan, isn't it? The story isn't Booker T overcoming the obstacles to win a world title. absolutely and it's fucked like why not just put booker t versus hulk hogan and have hulk hogan like even if booker t isn't a complete character at that time <laughs> gross even if booker t isn't a complete character at that time he's still a hundred million times better than jeff fucking jarrett not true jeff jarrett great athlete <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is the most boring piece of shit. I feel like... Hello? Uh, yes. I need someone with the personality of Greg the Hammer Valentine and the body of a slightly fit soccer mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. He wants to wear black jeans and for no reason constantly reference masturbating? Good. <laughs> so, yeah. Booker T wins the title. And the thing is... Make like, sure he looks like Hulk Hogan from the 1997 Hol uh, Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Good. If you would have played it correctly, Booker T could have been a great like fixture in your world title because... Absolutely, but the problem with WCW is none of the fucking big guys that you needed to lose to fucking put the fucking shine on people like Booker T would lose. Bret yeah. Hart would. Hulk Hogan's not laying down for Booker T. I don't know, brother. Uh, he, he never beat Andre. Yeah. You basically have... You've been forced into a kind of a weird thing where it's like... None of the upper echelon guys are going to put Booker T over. And that's the problem they ran into is it was stagnated for two years, two years, four years. And that's basically what they're do. It's kind of like what they're doing now. Just kind of like, 
kind of forcing people down your throats. No, it's not like what they're doing now because it was like people would like, yeah, Hogan wouldn't job, Nash wouldn't job, Goldberg didn't see a reason to job. Um, so you got the your top three end guys uh, aren't kind of spreading the wealth around because the other thing is the Hogan takes time off. So why not have him lose and then come back and come back rejuvenated and not feud with like he was obsessed about getting his wins back and all that stuff which ended up being the curse of wcw because all the guys who would work regularly and wouldn't take time off it's the exact same thing now the part-time guys were the ones getting the shine and uh the regulars like booker t were just kind of left holding the bag like losing every week I, you ho- this guy holds the world title until a real guy comes and, and then he loses. The other dangerous thing in the WWE is the WWE is trying to make new people, but they only get so far. Yeah. Like the last guy that they made and fucking strapped a rocket to and shot him to the fucking moon was John Cena. Yeah. Well, they've att- they attempted with Bobby Lashley, and then that didn't work. And they are attempting it with Ro- Roman Reigns, but it's, there's such a backlash to it. Yeah, but that was the way I was seeing a... Like, if, if a guy wins enough, then you'll eventually get that. But then embrace him and make him a heel in the same way that Booker... like And Booker T's a good example of this. We're going to take a break now, but we'll get to his Fed run. They were totally fine swapping this guy back and forth, back and forth, good guy, bad guy. They made some big budels when it came to booking him, though. <laughs> WrestleMania 18. Come on down. Was it WrestleMania 18 or 19 where it's, you're black, that's bad, I win. <laughs> um, fuck, well, uh, I'll look that up because I'm a dum-dum. But uh, Booker T, when they do buy WCW, he comes over. And, and they put every belt on Booker T. Yeah, they put like, every belt because they're like Scott Steiner. And that's the other thing is, Booker T has been wrestling for this at this point 11 years, but he's kind of untouched because that's the other thing about tag team wrestling is it'll extend a guy's career. Absolutely. The other thing, pardon me, because you can take a guy and do a 30-minute match where maybe he only has to bump for 11 minutes. Or, I mean, it was late. It was 90s wrestling, too. So they And they're the heels, so beat down, beat down, do a bunch of bumps. Absolutely. The other thing that they were able to do with um, when they brought Booker T in is he's one of the few guys that his contract was about up, so he like he lost a bit of money coming to the Fed, but it's not like the other guys that were like, come work for you or make $2 million. Well, there's also this okay, we- bye. There's also this weird thing where it's like some people had contracts with Time Warner. It's not like it's not unlike Spike TV, where it's like Kurt Angle had a contract with Spike TV. Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan had Spike yeah, TV contracts. Yeah, Spike time contracts, whereas like a guy like Bobby Roode had a contract with Panda Energy. Yeah. So there were some people where it's like, Oh, WCW covers this contract, but Hulk Hogan's with uh, yeah, and Booker T was with. I don't think Booker T was. I think Booker T was with Time Warner. Like the, yeah, he would have been, had a long-standing deal. Yeah, but he was willing to, and it obviously it's paid off. The guy's still on WWF television to this day. Yeah, so it's like it paid off to like take some money and just work super hard because he was the as we're about to delve into. He was one of the few guys who was like, "What? That's the deal? Okay, like I just want a job. Like I just need a and job." And it was smart, and the way they used him. A bit incorrect. Oh, let's take a break, and then we'll get into it. Ooh, what a break we're having. That was such a good episode of The Wrestler Review again. Ladies and gentlemen, please rate and subscribe to The Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ. And also, guys, 
give us some money. Not with a Patreon. Nope. Or some sort of naughty Amazon link. We don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing, right? Here's what we want you guys to do. We both have comedy albums. Please buy those comedy albums on our websites, thejohnhastings.com. That is John's website. And dylanagot.com. The A is for awesome. I'm an awesome guy. dylanagot.com, thejohnhastings.com. Please buy our comedy albums. We love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. About to delve into more Canada comedy gossip, but well, let's keep recording. We'll get to it afterwards. That's off mic chat. Welcome back to on mic chat. My name, I'm your host John Gott, and this is my co-host Dylan Hastings. <laughs> he switched our fucking names. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. So he's brought in to the WWF, and we Hit must. Me we would be. One. We would be remiss if. We don't talk about the fact that his biggest angle of the early part of his career was going for the WWF title. You can't win. Black people can't win. No, I was going to say he was in that match with uh, Buff Bagwell where they tried to have WCW Raw, essentially. And it was so bad that they scrapped the idea for WCW being a touring brand completely and then just fucking fired Buff Bagwell. Well, Buff Bagwell was fired for a different reason. Yes, but it was like... They were looking for a reason to fire him. Well, because... Do you ever hear those stuff where he was like a dick? Like he just didn't want to work? He, it's not he didn't want to work. He was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. He was a dick, but the thing that he did that pissed off everyone and the reason why he was then fired immediately... Yes. ...was his mom called in sick for him. Yeah. And JR tells the story the best, which is, uh, I was a wheel. Always wanted to be a wheel. My father, of course, told me, uh, you know what a wheel is? It's a circular thing dogs piss on. Now... <laughs> I'm working in uh, Time Tower corner office. Got the big man job. Phone call. Uh, phone rings. It's uh, Judy Bagwell. She's uh, called to let me know that uh, her son will not be making his uh, appearances that weekend, but he will make it to television. And I said, uh, Miss Bagwell, it's lovely to hear from you. If you uh, would like to call me and wish me a fine Arbor Day or a Merry Christmas, that's totally fine. But you will not talk talk to me about your boy. He's a man. A man calls. And I, I saw I saw Buff on television. I said, well, Buff, you can uh, have your mother call me and say hello and uh, wish me uh, various greetings of the season, but you will not call about your attendance. And then they literally <laughs> wow. just were like, waited for him to no-show, or they're like, he coughed. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I heard he was also like complaining about having to do house shows. Like that was a major thing. Yeah, because keep in mind, like he was a protected guy in WCW. Like he yeah. was a top mid-carder. He was... Yeah. So, like, and by the way, that guy had a long ass wrestling career. Yeah, he was in WCW for a long time. He, he was, was in WCW from like '91. Yeah. American Males. Before American, American Males, he was Males. just in a tag team with Two Cold Scorpio, where they That's would true. dance. <laughs> American Males. Also, how much money that that guy made over a million for sure. Yeah, and yet now was a so gigolo. Much. Yeah, but I mean, when the money's coming in, you never think it's going to, you know? I do. <laughs> because I think I'm a wrestling fan and I'm like, you don't want to end up being like Buff Bagwell having to work out with a facelift. Yeah. Oh, I, lo- I like ke- giving the- these nice women companionship. Oh, sure, it's like sticking your dick inside a hippopotamus's mouth. <laughs> well, he also had fake calves, right? What? Yeah, he had calf implants. 
He is a weird, weird man. <laughs> he was a weird. But Buff Bag- or Booker T some get, gets in that match. That's so immediately, almost as good as the weightlifter who he went to get pec implants. Yeah. And the surgeon inadvertently put in oh, breast implants instead. No. And so the scars then just made it look like he had a weird chest. No, John, my, I don't like that. My friend Jeff DeMello told me that story because he used to work at like a. Um, so I'm from a place in Canada called Ottawa, and there's an area of Ottawa called Orleans. Yes. Which is, it's literally just down a road, and then it's this suburb that is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and just the most Canade fucking scum lords live yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, And they had a huge bodybuilding culture there, mm-hmm. and he worked at the gym as the receptionist, and he was just like, these guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, they're just monsters. He once told a story, he had to go change, he had to go, um... Uh, reinstall all the soap dispensers in the uh, in the gym locker room, in like the shower, in the various showers, and he's like, caught so many people masturbating. <laughs> Catching someone masturbating in public is one of the top five things <laughs> in the world. Yeah, especially at your house, because you guys keep having a nocturnal visitor who keeps doing it on your sofa and holding the jizz in his hand. <laughs> Another one of the weird things uh, about Bookery Bookie TT... To switch it up is that he, towards the end of his WCW career, had the bookend as a finisher. Now, the bookend... Is the rock bottom. Is the rock bottom. And then he goes to the WWF, where the rock is there. And this is the kind of weird thing about WCW... Or not WCW, I should say wrestling, is that now having a strike as a finisher is fine. Like having a boot to the face... And I think actually... Coup de gras. Well, what they're doing is because they need to minimize impact. So they're going back to what you did in the territory days. Yeah. Which is you, your last move is something you could basically do to anyone. Which yeah. is why it was like it would be a submission move. It would be, yeah, some sort of strike. Yeah, but back then, back in like the year 2000, it everyone had to be slammed. A DDT. Everyone slammed everybody. Yeah. It was a slam. So... Booker T starts using the bookend and basically starts being the rock. We didn't talk about this, but start it starts acting like the rock towards the end of WCW. Well, yeah, because they tried to give that gimmick gimmick to Hooventoot Guerrera. Yes. Which was we the do, best. We'll do a Hooventoot episode because that guy got fired from WCW, which is insane. He did acid in Australia and just fucking flipped out and like just destroyed it's a not, casino. Not even the least funny thing that he did. <laughs> There's probably the best one is when they put him on commentary and he doesn't speak English. And he can, yeah. Hoovy juice, hoovy juice. <laughs> the juice is loose. Um, and also when they did an interview when he first arrived with Mean Gene Oakland and no one checked that he spoke English and then Mean Gene's just like, Mr. Guerrero, uh, how do you think it's going to go tonight? Uh, Okay, I didn't know you were my gardener. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. You're going to win, I guess, you think? Or lose? Or that was a taco recipe? I don't know, you people. <laughs> I don't know what your things are. Who do you think's bought more prostitutes, Mean Gene Okerlund or everyone else combined? I mean, I don't think Mean Gene digs on I prosies that much. 100% guarantee that guy. Like He gets to any city and he's like... Would you gentlemen like to have some fun? <laughs> How are the store-bought women here? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Are your women available for purchase? <laughs> <laughs> Can I buy people for a minute? Right now, I'd like to welcome to my dick 
a runaway. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that's, that's, that's abysmal. <laughs> How he explains to prostitutes what he wants to do to them is he just shows them that video clip from when the sign fell down. And he, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Um... So Booker- I signs the dick. So Booker T is the close personal friend of mine. Your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Booker T is the best positioned uh, guy in the alliance, <sighs> which is means nothing. Like yeah. he's just run over. He that's like being the best positioned guy in the core. <laughs> exactly. He was the Wade Barrett of the alliance. He's really no. given nothing. No, he'd be the Heath Slater of, of the Alliance. No. Wade Barrett wasn't in the oh, core, yeah. you fucking moron. Yeah, he was. Wade Barrett was the core. I thought he was. No, you're right. Fuck. Someone doesn't know anything about the core. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. No. Shut up. You're fat. Bringing it back. Bringing <laughs> it back. Everyone but he basically plays second fiddle to he ends up playing second fiddle to Steve Austin. Like he's he's the top end guy of the alliance. I think that it's And then he's all, second he fiddle play, and he then he's play. second fiddle to and then he's third down the depth chart cuz Rob Van Dam comes in and gets super over. No, he's like fourth or fifth cuz it's Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz Kurt Angle goes in the yeah, alliance. Yeah, Kurt Angle goes in the alliance and then there's the whole program with Taz. So Taz is also a big focal point. Yeah. Like Booker T is basically positioned on the same level as like Sean Stasiak. N- not as low as that. But, like, he's pretty much dropped down to the European Championship at the time. Yeah, he's like D'Lo Brown right after Clarence Mason is fired from the Fed. It's just, <laughs> Well, it's essentially like, I guess to use a sports analogy, it's like if you sign a big player and then they have one bad game and they're j- you're just like, he can't cut it. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. He's so- the Tim Tebow after he went to the Jets of wrestling. <laughs> so, 2011. and That's then after, immediately from. after, immediately after the uh, Alliance feud, he does come onto the main roster. And his first feud, thank God, his first feud is with Edge at WrestleMania 18. Makes sense. Over a Japanese commercial they wanted to get. Oh yeah. So. That's that's what's oh. happening to Booker T. Wrestling's really great. What happens here? We want uh uh both these men need money. Now they fight about it. <laughs> but this is when Booker T finds like finds his character because he starts teaming with Goldust. They're great together, right? And he becomes a face cuz the Spinaroonie gets really over. It certainly does. And uh he's allowed off and on to use the bookend, but that's the weird thing is that people just kind of didn't accept a scissors kick was a finish back then, even though, why isn't it? And he can't do the Harlem hangover because he hurt somebody, and they won't let him do the heat seeker. Because in WCW, he had three finishers. He had he had the... Uh, Houston hangover, the heat seeker, and... The bookend. The bookend, yeah. Oh, and the uh, scissors, scissors kick. kick. So he had yeah. four finishes. This guy had four finishes, right? So now he's down to the Fed style of like one magic move. Well, two magic moves because he does the bookend. They still let him have that. And it's weird, by the way, that they do the bookend, but then they make him kind of do this weird thing of like the rock bottom is like a fluid slam. Well, the bookend is kind of like 
Hercules. fall down. Well, yeah, because he grab what he'll do is grab the guy's tights, and that's what made it different somehow. Yeah, is grabbing the guy's tights. But like in the any- same way that the diamond cutter and the stunner are completely different. <laughs> but he's tagging with gold dust, and he does get really over. And this begins. As we talked about a million times, the kind of like, oh, you're over, give him the world title, or like, have him challenge for the world title. So he goes from like comedy tag team to feuding with Triple H, and your favorite feud, this is WrestleMania 19, of you're black, that's bad, and then you win. Yeah. And someone else pointed this out where it's like, not only does Triple H beat him, but he waits to cover him, and that means everything. There's something to be said about like you take the finisher immediately the guy's on top one two three oh it's quick and then whatever but he pedigrees him waits a couple seconds then covers him this is the height of vince mcmahon's reminding the world who won yes and also this is the height of triple h being like this is my time i gotta get over like rick flair did this is why triple h is a bag of shit and he can suck my ass you had a really good point though was this on air or off where it's like triple h was a he what most people are like, oh, he's trying to be Ric Flair. No, he was trying to be literally, at the same time, he was trying to be Lemmy from Motorhead, yes. Ric Flair, and Arn Anderson. Because not a lot of people pick this up, but like that's obviously the Arn Anderson Spinebuster, they talked about that, but the cerebral assassin part is Yeah, he's the, the guy Anderson. that yeah. takes him apart. Yeah, I don't know if that was on air, but yeah, probably was in the Triple H episode. There was no Triple H episode. Have you not done a Triple H episode? No, that'll be like a nine-part series because we got to have to like... He was... First, he was a blue blood. Then he was... Oh, then no, he no, loved no, no. getting you to suck First, he dick. was terrorizing. Yeah. Then he was a blue blood. Then he wanted you to suck his dick. Yeah. Then he was the leader of the dick suckers. Yeah. Then he was the corporate dick sucker. Yeah. Then he was... I am... The game. And then when he's 15-minute monologue. No, 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 no. Then he was face version of that, I'm kooky and weird, take that, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Then it was this time period of Triple H, which is um, just rename Raw the Paul Levesque show. Keep in mind, by the way, he got the fucking Raw world title because they were just like, here you go. Yeah. It's fucking embarrassing and ridiculous that that's how they did it. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they just forego the tournament. Well, the, what they were trying, the attempt, and it was, and it's been said, like if you listen to Bruce Pritchard's episode about Eric Bischoff, he says this, which was the theory was to make Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff was the biggest heel in the company at the time. They needed to try and get some of that heat on Triple H. It wasn't working. They tried that, but he was like, it's stupid because it makes the belt mean nothing. Yes. And it means that like Triple H is a piece of shit. Like if you had given him the Triple H world title, that would have been good. Yeah. But they're like, no, this is how the world title comes back. Which technically is the WCW title, which means that they're basically going, you are in lineage with the NWA, and this is how little we give a fuck about that belt. And it's also Triple H who's like the hugest fan of that style of wrestling. Yeah. It, basically, the worst era of Triple H is white boot Triple H. You're just like, get fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, you hate yourself some white boot Triple H. Yeah, there's everything here. Like uh, Triple H says he has nappy hair and he's not. Oh my god, Triple H is like, I don't know how you have a job. Yeah, you people don't like. And also, by the way, Triple H's actual reason where he's like, ah, didn't feel it was right for me to lose the belt. Really, it's also weird to have a guy winning at Backlash. You fuck. And the fact that he obviously he wants to be Lemmy Rick Lemmy Anderson. 
So he has the iron cross on his pants. No yeah. one really talks about that. He has the iron cross. Yeah. The German symbol from World War One and Two. The iron cross. Yeah. And he beats a black man in a fake fight. Thank God. The biggest contributor to Donald Trump's campaign, the WWE. Never forget. Never forget. Donald Trump is the president because of Vince, because of us. You pay money to WWE, you are giving, you give Kevin Owens some money. Yeah. You give Roman Reigns some money. You give Eric Trump some money. (laughs) You give Eric Trump. You like that Sunday, Eric Trump? That's why I bought Backlash (laughs) for your Sunday, Eric terrifying um so he goes into feuds with the for the inner continental this is the other thing by the way is he goes from chasing fucking triple h to yeah i guess you're the new fucking d-lo brown man it's just weird because it's like it is that admission where it's like well i guess i'm not that good because it's not how you lose a world title no really it's it's like if you look at like uh, this sounds weird, what I'm going to say, but actual athletics, um, there's two types of people in, like, I guess you could say, like, individual sports, and I don't even mean just, like, MMA, I just mean, like, tennis and all that shit, where it's, like, you lose a title, and you're either, like, yeah, that was my one chance, which is what they basically infer with Booker T, or there's the, I'll double back and try again. And Booker T just goes into IC title, and he goes back into the tag team title, and he really kind of loses steam because you can't really understate how the Spinner Rooney was over. His shit with Goldust was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the whole tell me, you didn't just say that. He <sighs> says the N word to Booker T, and Booker T basically goes, "That's fine." <laughs> and also, all of you, Vince well, McMahon's like, "Well, hey, Vince McMahon, he's still around. I want to say it. I want to call him it, and I want him to say yes. Never forget that I'm not from Manhattan. I'm from North Carolina, so I know where you people come from <laughs> and where you're going back to. I like Manhattan. I don't like Brooklyn, Harlem, any other places where they're even behind a counter." They don't deserve to look me in the eyes. Uh, it is then after... Um, he then eventually goes into a weird tag team with um, Rob Van Dam. Uh, they, uh, yeah, called the... Uh, <laughs> we had a chance, guys. Yeah. The uh, We were over, but we didn't couldn't do a 35-minute promo. Triple H can do a 35-minute promo. No, he can't. He sucks. Like, yeah. There's so... I think it's kind of I, understated. I uh, wanted to let you know and uh, I'm the destroyer. Get him. Uh, get him. Like, get him, John. By the way, so Don't Triple H, uh, listen, you want to know how the WWE is going to end? Yes. Go read about every territory when they're like, and then the owner's son took over. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think Triple uh, H needs to retire. They need to do a Triple H retirement match, which they I'm what I'm surprised they didn't do is the double retirement match. Which he will match. win and retire anyway. The double retirement match, Undertaker versus Triple H. Undertaker retires, everyone's sad. Triple H retires, and the next night on Raw, they literally hold the show inside his dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hold a lot of things inside my dick. Loads. That's Ideas. It. That's it. That's the only thing that would fit inside your dick. Uh, your dick's like a void ship from Dr. Hugh. Hugh, fuck. <laughs> Hugh what? Hugh erection? Yeah. 
So Brooke Dees, I Brooke- hate that fucking laugh, that rat <laughs> laugh. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> Booker T's pretty much stagnant as a character um, for the next couple years. Oh yeah, he's certainly. It's literally just it's like that Fed thing where they're like, "Go do your thing. Your thing's done. Get out." Tell yeah. me you didn't just say that. Spin a Rooney. You win or lose. Who gives a fuck? Get out. Someone give that guy the U.S. Championship at least four times. All right, bye. Because they have him. Peg does this like silly upper mid Carter guy, yeah. and they're like he can't be taken seriously, which guaranteed goes all the way back to him just being from WCW, just being black man. Whoa, really? Yeah, probably. Oh, Vince McMahon said the N word. He said the word of oppression. Yes. To a man on television, and his reaction was, "Did he just say that? Not pardon me while I go beat up." This is the same era where Vince McMahon's fighting God and using racial slurs. He is. This is the Vince McMahon cocaine era. <laughs> Get me God and a Jew. Va- cocaine volume two, where it's like they still have to. I don't. I understand how the corporate structure has changed, where they're like, just give Vince something to do that's not ruining the cake. <laughs> he can't make the cake anymore. I do want to. He quickly- never could. He all he could do. He is the best at. We have cake. He was terrible at the actual production of the cake. Yeah, I feel like if you look at who was writing the writing staff of yeah Vince the is a attitude, great promoter, but of he's the a bad booker. Era yeah, was arguably the best wrestling minds of the last fifteen years. Their development system was being run by Paul Heyman. Sitting in the writers' room was Vince Russo, who whatever you want to say about him. Good at writing a first chapter. Then his terrible ideas were being fixed by Jim Cornette, Jim Ross, and Vince McMahon. And to work with, they had a man who's going on to be the biggest movie star in the world and a man who's so charismatic, we've all just decided to forget that he loves beating up his wives. Yeah. He's the Bing Crosby of wrestling. Mate, Bing Crosby would take some pointers from Steve Austin. What do you mean you don't use an orange sack? You just punch him and then say, what are you going to do about it? Because Stone Cold said so. John, that's dark. <laughs> Why did you punch her in the vagina? Because that's it's below the bottom line. Welcome to my house. That's my vagina. What? Switch it up, though, baby. Booker T then, of course, becomes King Booker. The last great King gimmick. There's really three chapters to Booker T's singles career. Harlem Heat. No. Oh, you're right. Normal baby face. Yeah. Silly fun baby face. Well, I guess four. Silly fun baby face. I guess there's four chapters. Is he going to... He's getting kind of serious. He's got a lot of sympathy. Is he going to win? Absolutely not. (laughs) This is Triple H's show. Wrong. Fun (laughs) heel. Yeah. Because this is also... King Booker, you remember Fake British accent. Yeah, great. Queen. And occasionally just going into old Booker T character. Like that's the other thing is he would talk in a really crappy fake British accent and then uh, when they were like Teddy Long would be like you're going to ma- you're going to go against the Undertaker. He would go uh what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the other thing he would break it all the time be like you can't fucking do that to me, you oh, know. The Great. Best. And his court by the way was Finley and R- William Regal. Oh, yeah, awesome. exactly. Um yeah, and the the, the main JBL. Oh, it was the best. And he came up with a great taunt of just holding up your pinky for some reason. Yeah. And Charmel just being really dignified. And I think that Charmel was a great addition here. 
I uh, disagree. Really? Why? No, I don't. Ha! <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Pranked, pranked, April Fools. Pranked, pranked, April Fools. Dylan's bad and John is good and Booker T's good and Dylan is the Triple H of the podcast in that he doesn't good. like I'm good. black people. I'm good. I'm good. I love them. And he married for money. Yep. Married for money? Married because I love black people. Yeah. Always wears a suit. Isn't fun. I, uh... Love uh, uh rap? Uh, no, <laughs> that's what Triple H says. I uh, yeah. My favorite thing Good about stuff. about uh, Triple H is that he couldn't understand why Mick Foley was a stand-up comedian. He's like, uh, and uh, when uh, Sean and I are in the uh, in the ring, and uh, and uh, we are and uh, uh, way funnier than Mick. <laughs> the amount of success that dude has had for the amount it's really underrated how i mean it's kind of clunky to say it but underrated how underwhelming he is as a performer it's a great point yeah it's basically no one talks about how shit he actually is he's like a bit better than billy gun depends on the billy gun man he he's give better me, than Billy Gunn. Give me smoking guns, Billy Gunn. Any day. <laughs> I want a mullet and a western sweater while I'm wearing hats to the ring. <laughs> What's our theme song? It's. Um, but he finally gets because Booker finally gets his shine that he needs, which is he's on SmackDown, which is. Like, at this point, 2006, 2007 is the undisputed number two. We don't care about it as much as Raw at all. Like, so he gets to be the king of, essentially, a second WCW. Yeah. And this and is- then he holds the title until Batista comes back because they want Batista to be the man on SmackDown and he loses. Um, by the way, who helped him win a uh, Champions of Champions match at Cyber Sunday? me kevin federline kevin federline we're gonna do a kevin federline episode because kevin federline's been like in a lot of storylines no basically he came in and they they say there were two people that john cedar would get booed unless he would against two people edge or kevin federline <laughs> kevin federline was so so good. good as a fucking heel booker t quickly leaves to go to total nonstop action wrestling. Great idea. Good place for him. He did a great job. I, he was part of the main event mafia. By we the talked way, about in our Kurt Angle episodes and Jesus Christ. Awful. Also, by the <laughs> way, the thing to remember about uh, his music is the only one that's basically public domain. So all they had to do was just like slow it down a bit, then speed it up. You're back. <laughs> Which yeah. is one of the big problems with TNA is because they this was the time when TNA was just like, that guy used to drive a truck near Vince McMahon's house. Hire him. Yeah. They do the money and I really don't want to talk about TNA. So it's three years. Okay, let me sum it up. TNA. It was bad. <laughs> he probably lost to Raven. He probably beat Abyss a bunch. Kevin Nash was there and tore his quad. Mick Foley showed up and everyone was like, oh, no, don't. Always wrestling. It's just a bizarre thing because he goes to the TNA in the year 2007. This is when Spike is really putting money behind TNA because they have, they just, they basically start off getting Christian and then they get Kurt Angle and that's huge and they get Booker T and they have all these guys and they're kind of developing the reputation that 
15 years previous WCW had, which was, uh, hey, where's that guy? Oh, he's in TNA. Yeah, that's the thing is they were developing that. That was good. And then what basically killed them was a combination of Hogan and Bischoff coming in. So they're, um, they got rid of this excited ring and toned down the X Division, which was the fucking best part of the show. And they went and did the TNA Monday Night Wars, which they never recovered from. Yeah, they had Jeff Hardy debut in the first episode, but you are right. They never really recovered from that. Well, they lost so much money and then had to wait to get their time slot. Like, it was a disaster. Yeah. Also gave them an adva- a spike in advantage with network negotiations because there was like, oh, remember Monday, that time you went on Monday night and lost us all the money? Well, thanks for that. If in my... Because Spike wanted wrestling on their channel, so they basically paid for TNA for all their big guys. Like, TNA only had, like, the guys who worked indies. Like, Spike... AJ Styles was TNA. Spike covered all the guys who, like, just wanted to be part-time wrestlers. Yeah. And TNA covered the guys who was like, okay, well, you work Japan and all that shit, so we're just, like, your television, and then you get the income from being on TNA, from being on TV. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, and Booker comes in and in kind of like, is it ironic that he does this? He basically is the new, he's one of the new old guys. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's been seven Ain't gonna years. Ain't going to lose. Yeah. He's been seven years and he's realized, oh wait, I win all the time. Yeah. Like that's all I do is win now. Because, yeah, there's no, he just doesn't job to anybody. They don't really let him. He jobs to some people. They don't really let him get, uh, they don't really get anybody over. They do all these angles that they used to do in WCW where they go like, uh, oh, the new blood is coming, is rising. Oh, wait, no, Kurt Angle beat all of them in one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this guy's about to get over. Kurt Angle just fucked his wife. <laughs> they let they let his wife start wrestling. She cannot wrestle. We watched previously to this. We watched the Jenna Maraska Charmel match, which if you want to see something that's horrible, uh, watch that. That would be a good. It'd be like the ginger for sushi. Just a good palate cleanser before anything. Um, then he of course has come back uh, to the WWE now, where he he is a very very bad announcer. Great announcer. What are you talking about? He wears a um, fantastic, cool. Um, oh fuck! What am I fucking talking about? Uh, he wears a fantastically cool, sweet jacket. And okay, I feel like cool I feel like white, he's. That's what I was trying to say. Fantastic, cool white jacket, and always, always has a actual wrestling ring on his finger because <laughs> he's from Houston, and Paul Bosch had an actual wrestling ring ring made, and he wears that. <laughs> really yeah he, if you look he has a wrestling ring ring that's fucking awesome i was trying that's what i was trying to look for why i was like he has a really nice jacket because i was trying to find a photo of it and then i just stopped and just explained it because sometimes during the podcast i realize i probably should pay attention he also <laughs> did go to puerto rico and mexico and blah 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 here's the thing with booker t he has had an amazing career he should have had a stratospheric career I feel like the WWE is obsessed with this thing that you have to be Stone Cold or you have to be The Rock. Yeah, and you don't. You have to be Hogan. No, you can just be a good champion. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, sometimes you're going to, in the UFC, sometimes you're going to get a, sometimes you're going to get a Conor McGregor and sometimes you're going to get a GSP, which is just like, just a man who's competent at his work and. Yeah, does good and that's it and supports the company well. 
Yeah. But the thing is, in real sports, those guys are something you cling on to, whereas in wrestling, you're like, well, let's see if we can do better. If they would have just given Booker T, like if in 2003, when that character with Goldust really hit, and you could have done this thing where Booker T is taken seriously and is the world champ, and then you almost use Goldust as his like Brutus the Barb Beefcake character, where it's like, oh, Goldust is in jeopardy, so Booker T has to help him because he gets a lot of sympathy. You know, then that's perfect. Get a year in. And the other thing is, if you give the guy a title for a year, now he's now he's done. Like he's you've made that guy. Yeah. You can just make the only guys they've made in the last ten years are Batista, he's gone. Yeah, I guess the Shield. The but, Shield are the last five years, by the way. It's the Shield. And then now Dean Ambrose doesn't fucking he sucks now. So it's like Seth Rollins, uh Roman Reigns. Yeah. Is there anybody else? Kind of Kevin Owens, but they've... Kind of Braun Strowman. No, because they, they all have them lose to part-timers. Like, the big three that they made in the mid-2000s were Orton, Batista, and Cena. And yeah. All those guys are still around. Or, I mean, sorry, Orton's the only one still around. Yeah. And now you just got to, like, just give a guy the fucking title for a year and have him beat everybody, and then he loses, and then the next guy... And even and the he could just do that every year. Shield, by the way, they jumped the gun with. They needed to keep them together for another six months. Yeah. How you break the shield up is you do a fucking year of this fucking faction running fucking roughshod and being the fucking three-man Hulk Hogan of your fucking company. And then at the Royal Rumble, you put the final three in the fucking Rumble. And they're like, the may the best man win. One of them cheats to win, sides with some fucking other faction. Bingo, bango. Here's also how you, what you don't do. You don't make the faction Vince McMahon. You fucking yeah. introduce a manager or introduce something else. Introduce fucking Paul Heyman. Paul yeah. Heyman's literally making millions of dollars walking to the ring every uh, fucking Monday and delivering a shitty, uninteresting promo. Not true. I, It's the fucking same. Now, what else is he supposed to do? Something else. Oh, Paul Heyman learned how to be a luchador. Fuck you, big head. Hey, hey, little dick. Long Who's that? Yeah, Who's that's behind you. me? That's you. That's you. Who's long, who's behind me? You. Your dick's weird in that you have big shaft, small cock head. No, big head, all head. It's ninety percent helmet. <laughs> My dick is like a midget wearing a helmet, baby. Inappropriate. But like actually and the size necessary. of one. Dylan. Actually a four foot person. What is the best thing about Booker T? Mine's great. His hair. I think uh what was the best thing about Booker T? There's a lot. I think the scissor kick was great. I don't think if anyone else did a scissor kick, it would... He had really, like, he had a small torso and long legs, so I think the scissor kick... There's no one else that could pull off a scissor kick as a finish quite like he could. And I don't... And I think that it's... You can't really do it now, oddly, because it sounds weird, but he kind of has to kick the guy on the back of the head or else it just looks like shit. Um, But I think the scissor kick is one of the most underrated finishers... Uh, in wrestling history. Agreed. But you're wrong. The best thing about Booker T <laughs> is um, at the Royal Rumble when he does his like Legends come in spot. Okay. He has the best I haven't done wrestling in a while gear up look where his footwork's a little off. Like he's clearly doing it intentionally like oh I haven't done this in a while and it's so fucking great because everyone in the ring's kind of like, oh shit, is, like kind of nervous and like, what are we going to do about this guy? And then him coming out the way he does, it just sticks in your head of like, oh fuck, is he going to be able to do it? Then he gets in the ring and it's fucking great and then gets eliminated because it's Booker T. 
<laughs> well, yeah, they're not going to make him win the Rumble. It's like, I don't know, they so. should. Like, again, <laughs> why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, the only person I it think... It would be way better than his commentary. Yeah, just don't have him be a commentator. What else? Who are they going to get? Us? Do you know how great it would be if <laughs> Raw Talk was you and me? <laughs> well, they have that uh, Peter Rosenberg guy. Oh, the dude who the looks worst. like the most, like, ever... Like, Hey, it's every morning radio DJ. He's the worst, man. There was a podcast he did for a bit on Grantland shortly before it closed, and he just wouldn't stop name dropping. And now he's like name dropping wrestlers he knew, and now he's actually hanging out with wrestlers. And I guarantee that he is turned into. A pure source of energy with all the name dropping. Like he's he's now he's he's only on his human form when the cameras are on, and then he turns into once again a beam of light that's just whispering Randy Orton and random women's ears at bars. Like it's why Sam Roberts is a way is a way more interesting sort of addition as a broadcaster who's also yeah. a wrestling fan because he was because he was on the Opie and Anthony show and shit. Like he knows way more famous people than any wrestler. Yeah. So he's like he's impressed because he loves wrestling, but he's not like, <gasps> oh my god, it's Savior Woods. <laughs> oh my god, it's the guy who cuckolded Brad Maddox. Remember when everyone was obsessed with that, and then it was two days, and everyone was like, seen it. Yeah, great. Um, I moved on to the Charlotte Flair uh, pics that I photoshopped Ric Flair's face on. No, I didn't want to talk about that ever. I just didn't want to talk about. Yeah, she had her privacy violated. It's I horrendous. I yeah, only man. want to see the ones where they photoshopped Ric Flair onto her body. That's my dream woman. That's all of them. Ric Flair's head and personality, his <laughs> daughter's body. <laughs> all right, the worst thing about Booker T for me... What I'm trying to say is I want a fucking old alcoholic man, but I want him to have a pussy. <laughs> the, but a taut pussy. I don't know what taut means. Tight. Yeah. But it's learned a lesson. Gross. The windows have been open this whole time. Good. Hello, neighborhood. <laughs> uh, the worst thing about Booker T, uh, you live, is he was. I mean, obviously, he was uh, underutilized, and you can't just have a B. You can't just have a B guy. Here's the worst thing about Booker T, that when Triple H was just like, "You're not gonna win because you're black," and then he didn't win, that he didn't immediately call the NCAA. He didn't call the, the NCAA to go to back to college. <laughs> you fucking idiot! You fuck fucking, you! Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Oh, fucking hell, what is it called? You're really short legs. <laughs> I do have very short legs. I have the Short op- legs. I have the opposite problem of uh, Booker T. Yeah. Not the NCAA. The NAACP. The NAACP. And was like, hey, you know Vince McMahon who looks like all the racists? Guess what his son-in-law did? And they're like, we knew it. <laughs> yeah, but that would he would have never just worked in wrestling again. Yeah, he would have. They're going to bring back CM Punk, guys. Like yeah, especially did you ever did you hear what happened to uh, CM Punk on Challenge? <laughs> no, he did this challenge show and he just lost all the challenges. Like he lost the physical challenges, he lost the mental challenges, and then some guy like some just like fucking personal trainer fucked with his head and beat him. It was great. Yeah, but he's like we. It was the weird thing about doing our CM Punk episode, but it was basically like, oh, he's just a okay wrestler, just with a great fucking attitude. So that's why people like him and that's why he won. Yeah, he's the mo- he's it's kind of weird because it's like you would expect it from different things but he's like CM Punk was Roddy Piper but he like b- 
bought into his own hype. Yeah, he's like... I, Whereas Roddy Piper was like, oh, you know, oh, it's just, I'm just here for the cocaine. Ah, uh, well, you know, you gotta remember that I actually fucked you. <laughs> uh, oh, just remember that I'm inside of you. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's good to see you. All right. I remember bologna sandwiches. Ha, 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 ha. Um... <laughs> A little tip on who's coming up next for our next long series of fucking episodes. Ooh, Chavo. So, uh, what's your worst thing about Booker T? His commentary now. His legacy's fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, it's the true. worst part of the fucking pre-show. It's it's like uh, Dusty Rhodes from WCW, um, only less sensical. And what do you think, Booker T? Uh, what you got to remember is sometimes I got alligator shoes and other days I ate a sandwich. <laughs> that is very true, though, because uh, he is very much like kids are only going to know him as that annoying guy. Because yeah. wrestling, much like a lot of uh, art. Ooh, it's art, guys. It's uh, sort of like ages he, badly. He was a big fan of Gordon Soley. And he's like, yeah. I liked all the stories of when Gordon Soley talked to women in the morning. <laughs> What you gotta remember is I'm here to fuck. <laughs> well, it's also like, yeah. Uh, what do you have Every- to say, Booker T? A ton of just. Well, because he has the same thing where uh, it's actually funny because he has the same thing that his brother um, Stevie Ray had, where it's like he got a susceptibility reputation. to diabetes. Wow, Dylan. <laughs> what? He has a he has a thing where he got a reputation in the back as being a funny like. Uh, parody of a commentator and they were like oh do that out there and now no one cares but here's the thing is funny like but also here's what I've learned wrestlers don't know what comedy is a lot of times they're like I'm funny I go out there and I'm just like I can count to ten cheers are the same as laughter alright bye yeah <laughs> I go here's what I do I go out there and uh, here's what I do that's funny I uh Pushed a woman into garbage and now she's covered in garbage. <laughs> she's no, it's funny because she's hurting. <laughs> so that's it. That's the end of our Booker T episode. It took us so long to do this, and we're so happy for you guys. For any of you that are listening, remember we're great. You're bad. For Dylan Gott, I'm his superior in everything. John Hastings. Opposite day. Not true. Not true. Not true. Not true. Remember, if you all know a black guy. And you're in a wrestling match with him at WrestleMania 19. Make sure that he wins. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. In the history of kings, there has never been one so majestic and revered as I, King Booker. King Booker. King Booker. King Booker. King Booker! Booker's no more of a king than I am! My nigga! King Booker! I am King Booker! I know that! Just did you some To take the liberties with Jerry Lawler! Get your ass, Jerry! I'm the king of the world! Batista! 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 Batista is down! No mercy! Evil, disturbed, vanquished, no way out! Vanquished by King Booker! Indeed, fear. Muppets, I say, scary of menace! A world title that will scare your ass off! King Booker!
Stevie Ray, look at this. Take